This is WLWT News 5, leading the way with breaking news. On TV, we only get a few minutes to share each story, but here we get to tell you all the details about stories that are important to greater Cincinnati. This is a WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio podcast breaking news update. We're recording this on a Friday night around 11 p.m., so things may have changed by the time you hear this. The White House says President Donald Trump will spend a few days at a military hospital after contracting COVID-19. The White House says that this visit is precautionary. This all started late Thursday night when the president shared on Twitter that he and his wife Melania were starting the quarantining process after it was reported that one of his senior advisors was positive for the virus. Hope Hicks had traveled with the president on Air Force One to Tuesday's debate in Cleveland and a rally in Minnesota when she started showing symptoms. The president still attended a fundraising event in New Jersey Thursday evening, even after knowingly being exposed, but did not tell the crowd. He tweeted he and his wife Melania were COVID positive around 1 a.m. Friday. Several others in the president's inner circle, including RNC Chairwoman Rona Romney-McDaniel, have tested positive. Also, North Carolina Senator Tom Tillis and Utah Senator Mike Lee had positive tests Friday. Both were in attendance at the Supreme Court nomination ceremony in the Rose Garden Saturday, September 26th, where few were wearing masks. Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett has tested negative, and we also just learned that former White House advisor Kellyanne Conway is positive for COVID-19. Members of the president's cabinet are being tested. After not hearing from the president in person nor on Twitter, around 5.15 Friday, the White House came out and said President Trump would be going to Walter Reed Military Hospital for precautionary reasons and would stay there for the next few days. At some point during the day, the president was given an experimental antibody drug called polyclonal. The president's physician says he is fatigued and other reports say the president has a low-grade fever and nasal congestion. Trump's opponent, Democratic nominee Joe Biden, and his running mate, Senator Kamala Harris, both tested negative for the virus along with their spouses. Biden and Trump were only feet apart Tuesday during the first presidential debate. Vice President Mike Pence and his wife are also negative. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine weighed in on the president's positive test as his last major event was in Ohio with that debate in Cleveland. Governor DeWine recounts how he met the president on Air Force One. Um, Fran and I went on Air Force One after it landed. Uh, We went in, in, in the back, walked through it. Uh, went to the president's cabin, um, and uh, Fran and I both had masks on, and um, the president did not, as I recall. After the announcement the president would be leaving for Walter Reed, around 6.40 p.m., he made the walk to the helicopter in a suit and under his own power, while also wearing a mask. He waved to reporters but took no questions. The hospital is fitted with a suite where the president can still work and carry out powers of the presidency. The president is 74 years old and is clinically obese. Those do put him at a higher risk of serious complications. A doctor we spoke with says when the president caught COVID can make a big difference compared to a few months back when medical experts were still learning. So rather than having a bunch of treatment options, which we don't know whether they work or not, now we have a few really good options which we know that work and few more that that are being studied. Soon after landing at Walter Reed, a message from President Trump was posted to his Twitter account. Take a listen. I want to thank everybody for the tremendous support. I'm going to Walter Reed Hospital. I think I'm doing very well, but we're going to make sure that things work out. The First Lady is doing very well. So uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will never forget it. 
Now, the president has spent much of the year downplaying the threat of this virus. He rarely is seen with a mask and has actually urged cities and states to reopen and send kids back to school. It affects virtually nobody. This virus has killed more than 205,000 Americans. All of this is playing out with about 30 days left until Americans cast their vote in the presidential election. As of recording this, the vice presidential debate set for Wednesday, October 7th is still on at the University of Utah. But the next debate between Trump and Biden on October 15th, a town hall style event, is in question as it will be in front of undecided voters asking questions. We chatted with UC political science and journalism professor Brian Calfano about what this means for the campaigns with the president hospitalized. This is this is going to I think take some of the wind out of his sails. I mean, the president had come up with this mini rally model where he would go to airports and hangars and, and have a few thousand folks there, not quite the, the big stadium or arena crowds that he had before, but he was able to sort of thread that needle and figure out a way to energize voters in swing states, which was really critical for him. But it also gives him a sense of you know being a performer and, and being able to get his message out. That's off the table. Even in a best case scenario for him where he's able to do these sort of virtual discussions and chats and things, it's not going to be the same. President Trump likes to work a big room, and that's where he gets a lot of the energy from. And I think no matter how you look at this, even if you're being really optimistic, this is a game changer for the campaign because it takes a lot of the energy out. And as we know, when the president ran in 2016, he was fond of calling some of his opponents low energy. He talks about that with Joe Biden. He's in the same predicament now because he's not going to be able to have the energy of a large crowd to talk to in person. That's not going to come across very well for him on TV or in any of these videos. But there could be a silver lining here. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine says knowing someone with COVID-19 can make all the difference in how you perceive the virus. And now the most visible elected official in the country is COVID positive. Human nature is that if we know someone that has had something happen to them, it has more of an impact than if we don't know anybody who's had that happen. And so in Ohio, we've had more and more people um, who we know. Friend, I've had two friends die from the COVID. Um, but if you know someone, it has more of an impact. Well, in the world we live in, everybody knows the president. They may not have met him. They may not know him personally. But you see him on TV every day. So everybody knows the president. So I, I think that, you know, this, what's happened tragically will get people's attention. And because they know the president, it's happened to someone they know, and that makes it more more real. We, of course, will stay on top of this developing and continuing story as more information comes out. So be sure to look out for updates on WLWT.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. This has been a WLWT News 5 Beyond the Studio breaking news update. I'm Stephen Albritton. Thanks for listening. We've all seen it. That check engine light in our car. Do I check it now? Check it later? Can I keep driving? That one light doesn't tell you what you need to know. And if you get your weather from a symbol on your phone, you're not getting the full story. WLWT Weather has the only certified most accurate forecast in Cincinnati. It's where you get the difference-making details. You'll know exactly what to expect and when, so you can plan your day. WLWT Weather, Cincinnati's certified most accurate forecast.